I'm Bonnie. Welcome to Martha Martha. I am distracted by many things. Because I'm a mom, because I'm a human, uh, because I have weakness, I need my Lord to guide me and to calm me every day. So let's walk together. Good morning, I'm back. All right, and I'm back uh, with chapter six of my own book. I'm just going through the summaries of uh, the different chapters. So this particular chapter is called Filling Our Children's Tanks. So I'm going to just run through the bullet points of what this chapter was about. Um, Bullet point one, mercy and charity are fundamental elements of successful relationships. Um, You know, we're Christians, right? And... uh, (laughs) If we can't be merciful to our own children, um, you know, what the heck. Um, and so, you know, we are told that we will be treated with mercy in the measure that of the mercy we've given out. So that, you know, even if mercy to have good relationships isn't motivation enough, um, you know, to have God show mercy to us, which I'm, for myself, I desperately need, um, you know, that should be a motivating factor too right um so and charity of course is just love we all know that all relationships are are based on love um when we approach our kids and their wrongdoings uh mercy has to be our first go-to you know we have to assume the best of them and uh assume that however res- we respond to them uh that mercy is going to be the thing that uh is most likely to keep the relationship intact as we move forward in you know solving the problem of whatever behavioral issues going on uh number 2 <clears throat> we must focus on the relationship and not on the event behavior or problem this is true disinterested disinterestedness um the catechism refers to as parenting um as disinterested service and one aspect of good parenting is disinterested service and that phrase bugged me for a while but i came to realize it means to be kind of emotionally transcending whatever's going on it doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you're not interested in your kids. It means you are emotionally transcending. You're you're not invested emotionally uh, so that your emotions are getting in the way of dealing with any kind of a problem. Um, So whatever's happening, uh, behavior problem or, uh, you know, a fight or, or whatever's happening, to be able to rise above it emotionally, um, is disinterested service, right? That I can respond to this thing without, uh, with all the emotions attached. And it takes a lot of, a lot of, uh, effort and a lot of practice to be able to do that well. Um, you know, and probably something we're going to have to work on our whole lives because, you know, your children are always changing. The problems are always changing and getting more serious, right? In a sense, right? Uh, Number three, we can build the relationship as we discipline instead of tearing it down and needing to rebuild it again after disciplinary action. One of the big advantages to the idea of whatever discipline you take, that it's not an immediate, um, uh, you know, reaction to whatever's going on. Sometimes, obviously, you have to step in and separate children or prevent them from doing harm or, you know, 
breaking something. Um, but in terms of the disciplinary action that you might take to that, if you react right away, most of us tend to overreact. Okay. Um, but if we, if we can wait until the child is soft and we are as well, right? That's important that we're calm. Uh, then discipline takes on a completely different form rather than a top-down, you know, this is what I'm going to meet out to you because of your bad behavior. Um, instead, it becomes, you know, what went wrong there? You know, I'll, I want to walk beside you. I want to uh, to solve this problem. You know, I think you're well aware that this was inappropriate behavior. What are we going to do about that, right? As a parent, this is hard for me. I'm not sure how to respond to this thing, um, you know, or or however you decide to approach that. But when you're calm, you're actually going to help build the relationship, even though you're you might be discussing what disciplinary uh, action you're going to take, you know. Um, and in most cases, we would hope that that would be talking it through and problem solving. Number four, practicing the art of not reacting is essential to discipleship. Although difficult, improvement in this area is absolutely possible. I'm not naturally a calm or patient person, uh, and anything can be achieved through practice, right? And the ideal time is when you have really small children. You know, for if you have more than one child, you'll even know that from your first child to your third or fourth child, you, you realize there's so many things that you don't need to react to right? Because they're just kind of normal behavior. And so the reactivity um, that you expend, you know, a lot of times we're, we're kind of spinning our wheels and we realize later on, or when our kids are teenagers and we see somebody overreacting to a toddler, you think, oh, you, this is nothing. You know, <laughs> um, that's every, every kid does that. That's no big deal. Um, you know, we, we tend to overreact. And so, when our children are small is the best time to um, practice not reacting to those little tiny things that are uh, frustrating and annoying and, and, you know, kind of learning to live a new way of life with a child in your life. Um, you know, and, not pra- and learning how to not react in small things, you know, uh, is really helpful for us to build on bigger things, right? Uh Number five, small daily crises are the very best time to practice not reacting. Now, here's the good news. When you have little kids, you have small daily crises, you know, almost on a moment-to-moment basis. Um, You know, at least every hour there's going to be some small crises, uh, you know, whether it's somebody getting hurt or somebody dropping something or somebody spilling something or uh, tripping over somebody. Um, So your, your opportunities for practice are abounding in family life. Number six, we must work towards eliminating the cycle of violence in our homes and cultivating peace actively. The The very best way we can do this is by not reacting. That's, uh, you know, how you cultivate a peaceful home is by not being a reactive person. doesn't mean you're never going to react, but the more you practice not reacting and are actively pursuing that the more peaceful of a home you're going to have and it affects everybody it'll affect your spouse it'll affect people who walk into your home um but obviously the the 
biggest uh, people it's going to affect because they're in their formative years is children. So uh, the cycle of violence in our culture is profound. And whatever you've experienced, you know, this can be a, a way of healing through that too, right? To, uh, to try to create a peaceful home. And it's not going to happen overnight. It takes years, but, you know, you can move in that direction. The more you move in that direction, the greater uh, success, both in just your family life, but also in your holiness, uh, you're going to experience. So have a good and holy day. God bless. Bye.